Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 426. It's one more than 425. It is. We're like, we have to have one of the longest running podcasts in history, right? I, I honestly truly do feel that's <laughs> one of the reasons why we have listeners is people are like, damn, man, they, they have a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to them. Right. They must know what they're doing. And then they listen and they're like, oh, they just like hanging out <laughs> and recording it. Yeah. Hey, but if, if we get every two new listeners, we get one to stick around, that's... That's true. That's true. That's three people that we have total. Yeah, that's true. In your mind. Yeah. Why am I going down to your level? You keep making these jokes that we have no one listening it's to so us. It's so hard. I'm so convincing. <laughs> anyway... You. Uh, I reviewed a book today, um, a very good book from DC. Listen to the podcast to find out which one. Highly recommended. I'm making up for that one time. Do you remember that one time back in the spring where I didn't review anything and you gave me so much shit? Yes. Yeah. It I read more than one. I read a way more this week and talked way more than one book. Yes. All very good. I'm going to I'm gonna give this to you. You did a very good job about talking about a lot of books in not a excessive amount of time. Thank you. You did a good job s- summarizing things. I can do that because now, there are finally. There are, I was gonna say there are some podcasts where you talk about one book and it's like a half an hour later. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is not the case. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, talked a little bit about real world news. Yes. Yeah. Again, again, it's so weird sometimes doing this podcast when there isn't as much as we used to be able to talk about. Right. There, we, was, there was some very exciting news this week. Um, I thought it was exciting, at least. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now mental image, no. <laughs> uh, so sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast, episode 426, Fun with Taxes. <laughs> that would not... <laughs> Flip. Our two listeners off. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would feel that one might be on one side, one might be on the other. Both oh. of them are like, these assholes don't know anything. <laughs> we know that. We listen to their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, sometimes, uh, like radio morning shows, that you know, they always have that, like, tune in to. About, like free beer and hot wing show and then they'll do like some quip of the show like bunch of idiots just sitting around talking about things or something and i always that <laughs> us like that is us i love it that's 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 what i love about it <laughs> we're not necessarily idiots though we're, we're pretty smart on what we're talking about yeah I, um there's got to be a better word because we are smart so we're not idiots so numbskulls yeah buffoons. Buffoons? that sounds like I don't know that my 17-year-old child would know what a buffoon is. <laughs> Let's bring that word back. <laughs> so, as, as um, one of the words that I want to bring back, I, I tried it before, I like a year ago, I think. Not. Like when you say oh, things. God. Not. Oh. And you, you were in the show then when I think I was just doing it the whole time because I yeah. thought it was so dumb funny. Well... That was more of a, a Wayne's World thing, but uh, I spoke about how I watched the new Bill and Ted's 3, and I'd watched the other two movies, like, within the past year. No, I take that back. I watched Bogus Journey within the past year. I haven't watched, like, the original Excellent Adventure in, I don't know, a couple years. 
So I have some friends that were interested who'd never seen any of them. Mm. So we embarked on the journey to... Yeah, did they enjoy it? Did they enjoy that so we haven't watched. Have, we haven't watched the third one yet. Did they like the first two? Yes. I feel like those movies did not age where a, where a person who exists today would watch those movies and be like, oh, that was good. Yes, that's that's the problem. When I when I was rewatching the first one, I'm like, God, it has been forever, and I'm like, I'm still laughing because I remember like what it was to watch it then, mm-hmm. and it was just freaking hilarious. Watching it now, there's some cringeworthy things, yes. but yes, also like why I bring it up is because when they said not at one point, and I was just like bringing that back again. <laughs> what I enjoyed the most is that uh, my buddy Mike uh, flat out dumb humor like gets it like i do so he was laughing at everything yeah which i was still laughing at it but again very dated in mm-hmm. their technology and stuff but when you look at some of the things you're like man that's ha- what it had to have been like back in the day so his wife Lindsay then was able to objectively watch it and enjoy it that way too because she again there is some different uh levels of humor that some people get and some like more sophisticated jokes, not the dick and fart jokes and dumbness of Bill I and Ted's. enjoy dick and fart jokes. And, I well, really I do. Even say I love not Kevin even... Smith movies. And well, those the... are like the epitome more. of dick and fart yes. jokes. And Bill and Ted is not dick and fart jokes. It's just they're dumb idiots that are always yeah. positive. So they both enjoyed those two movies. And I told them we had to really watch them both in order to really enjoy the third one. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I always I loved bogus journey more in like looking back on things that movie is so ridiculous but there is yeah there's some ridiculous it's stuff so that it's ridiculous just that that what what was that fucking station creep? oh my god it's just <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't get behind that character at all i was watching it and i was like what the fuck i, I will uh, also say and the I, costuming in that movie was fucking bullshit man like there are cosplayers who exist today, who do it out of their fucking living rooms, who can make better costumes than what they had in that movie. It was... Good robot. Eyesore. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a lot in that movie that also I was like, how did I just watch this more recently? I'm still a little like, I don't... And I think it all has to do with now loving the third one for wrapping it all up and just really being the perfect movie. So I can't wait to rewatch that with them. Mm. So that they get the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why I brought all that up, I don't know. But, I don't know uh, either. Because <laughs> you said you were talking about bringing back the word "not." It was a whole stream of consciousness conversation we just had. <laughs> <laughs> Taxation without representation there's, to there's no, to the word "not." <laughs> there's no, there's no like starting and end point to this podcast. We just make shit up as we go. And I just along. hit record, and it just <laughs> goes. So I will say uh, one of the other shows that I just recently started, and I'm so pissed at myself that I've not watched it before, but of course access and everything for it is Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. And I just found out that they finally, because over the last week that me and my roommate have been watching this, he's asked me multiple times if they renewed it, and there was no news on that. Well, the recent DC fandom uh, this past weekend... They just had it announced that season three is a go, and they're going to be going ahead with it. Which, if someone has not been watching this, it's on HBO Max right now with the whole mm-hmm. merger of 
Warner Brothers and AT&T and trying to be like Disney, that watch this show. It is so zany that you're watching it and you think you know what the plot is and you fucking have no idea, but it hooks you and then it wraps it in a bow for that episode, but then has this long, like, lingering yeah, what else is going on. Yeah, like a comic book. Very much so. However, I've read some Doom Patrol and comic books, and I would say that I also didn't know what the fuck I was reading no, when I was reading yeah. them. Doom Patrol is... It's funny, because you always get, like, the X-Men comparison with them. Like, who came first, X-Men or Doom mm-hmm. Patrol? And when you watch it, it's or you read it, it's literally like the only comparison is that they're a team of powered people. Yeah. Misfits, as you as you were. So, I mean, but X-Men, you can read, you can hop on X-Men anywhere and kind of understand what's going on. Doom Patrol, not the case. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, yeah, everything about it, the one thing I didn't like, which I'd heard some grumblings too, is including Cyborg in it for making it tied into other... Which I was like, Cyborg, really? Like, who... Well, like, he's not the greatest, but that's part of it. They're a group of zeros. And, you know, I've been coming around to being like, okay, yeah, he's a good addition to this TV show. Um, Then he wasn't ever in the comics, ever part of it, so they could have picked multiple other people. Mm -hmm. But just even the the other... I mean, I want to call them mutants, but, like, people with powers in the show whether they're good guys or bad guys just so out there a beard hunter guess what he can do hunt beards after he eats the beard he knows and can find and track and everything about a person they show him eating a beard one of the most disgusting does he have to eat a whole beard uh, just it's some of the beard so he without giving away breaks into the house and pulls out of the shower drain and oh, eats. Oh, out of the shower drain? Yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna vomit. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like I would I would risk just going into somebody's room and being like, I would never eat anything out of a shower well, drain. Oh, you know how many people pee in the shower well, while they're there's, showering? There's <laughs> other disgusting things with powers, well, but like uh, <laughs> Yeah, I we're like, oh my god, can't watch. But then you're just like, that's such a stupid power that is also Bro, when the dude's doing it, like, holy shit. That's actually a badass power. The, well, I mean, it reminds me of that book we talked about, uh, that you talked about a couple weeks ago, Chew, right? Where they eat, they can eat. Yeah. And in, including up to their hair to get information about them. So it sounds like a way less cool version of that. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a, uh, one other one I'd say, Danny the Street. It's a freaking oh, sentient street. street. Yeah, that one's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a good episode and a character in a street of what they're... And especially the the show for being comedy is also very dark and also very uplifting and trying to be inclusive. And that whole one with the transgender, um, everything about like it just being a neutral, um, non-binary street. The sentence did not make any sense whatsoever. Neither, neither did, like, <laughs> trying to understand this thing, but yet it did. Okay. It, that's all I'm going to say. I love Doom Patrol, and I'm only almost through the first season, and I'm just so happy that 
Yeah. It's renewed now. I, um, we watched the first three episodes of the second season of Boys, The Boys, on Amazon Prime. Fucking good. Oh my god. Really good. How, how can you almost hate someone more than Homelander? Oh, are you talking about Stormfront? <laughs> because I want to kill that bitch. Yeah. Oh my and god. And that dynamic looking of both, like, she's doing it to piss him off. I'm like... Oh. Well, she's a terrible person. This is just like, it's one of those things where it's like, what happens when terrible people get powers or aren't expected to be heroes? Well, they're not really <laughs> heroes. <laughs> What'd you think of the, the singing uh, fish gills? Oh my god, that whole that whole thing was weird. What do you what are your feelings of the deep? What are my feelings about the deep? Yeah, I mean, I hated him from the first season, right? Yeah, and that, rightfully so. Do you feel there's allowed to be a redemption arc, or? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, the the situation that he was in that he created in the first one is definitely a situation where he was trying to grasp at some sort of power because he was the low man on the totem pole and it was really easy for him to like exercise that power over a new person, especially a female. Which is unfortunate and something that a lot of men find themselves doing because they feel weak. But if you can face that and deal with it and make an actual effort to redeem yourself, I think there's a possibility of redemption. And that's what I hope. It seems like that's where it's going. <laughs> the whale scene. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. But, I mean, there. I am enjoying his care. I don't, like, cr- I cringe so much when I see Homelander and yeah. this milk shit and oh, God. everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, but it's so fucking good. It is. It is. And then, I mean, like... There's just that in the third episode. There was that that one tiny part right where the deep shows shows back up and he's trying to help them and his gills are showing and Homelander's like, yeah, your gills are showing. That's disgusting. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, Dude, well, no Bruce... wonder he fucking like forces women to fucking blow him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's ashamed of his body. And again, that was something I I wouldn't care what I looked like, like. I'm a fucking superhero that can yeah. swim in the sea. If I have gills, whoop-de-doo. Right. Oh, my right. God. And that Daredevil one, dude, that was training. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think that was episode two. But yeah. did not see that coming. Oh, Neither did he. No, no. Yeah. But it was really good. And then uh, we both watched Raised by Wolves, which was an awesome show. Um, Why are you saying it like past tense like it's done? Well, we watched it. Okay. We're not watching it currently, so it, our watching You've, You're it all caught up. Is on... in the past. We didn't watch the latest episode from this week, but we watched the first, what was it, three? Are they in four now? Uh, five, actually. They released two this Did past they? week. Yeah, we didn't watch those ones Really yet, good. But... I'm enjoying it. Excellent show. Very Ridley Scott feeling. Very... For yeah, sure. I, you don't know, do you agree with the robots or the humans? I know. Or is there something with the human aspect? In well, the- and it, it totally flips your opinion of the humans. Because, listen, I am, in my real life, an atheist. <laughs> so, the show was skewed towards my personal feelings on religion in the first three episodes. But then you then you get, like, the, the insight that two of the humans are atheists who had infiltrated into the religious sect in order to save themselves. And so that kind of changes your opinions about what the robots are doing because you're like, well, don't 
But not not all humans are bad. <laughs> but she's also fucking the female robot. I can't remember her name. Mother. Yeah. Is is insane. Insane. But you don't know whether she's evil and she's doing evil stuff to the children. Did she kill the children? Did she not kill the children? Like, what's going... It was just one of those things where your feelings about everyone are all over the place all the time. You know, I'm going to start promoting this uh, podcast to all the religious groups and they will start listening to pray for you. So thank you for uh, telling us all that you are atheists. They can pray for me. Uh, I'm not ashamed of it. I, you know, religious people all the time are like, I'm not ashamed to be religious and feel like they can talk about their religion everywhere. So I don't know why me as an atheist have to be ashamed about not believing in what they believe. True, true. Um, We love you as you are. Thank you. But I will say this, though, too, for anyone (laughs) that's interested in the show, it is such a good dynamic of Mm -hmm. both believing in something and not. Sure. And I, in any type of story that you're telling, you set your world how you want. Mm -hmm. And part of me thought this was going to be straight up, there is no uh, magical God being or anything, but there's also some talks of prophecy and things that seem to be going that also seems like there may be a God in this And it's like, that dichotomy of both right is so interesting to I, I don't know who's right who's wrong who's right being good well and, and that's just that just goes so to be clear this isn't a show that's like religion bad atheism good like it doesn't set it up like that um even when the, even when it's just the two androids and the children the 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 main character child i can't remember his name off the top of my head but really starts believing that there's something more right he's by himself on his own without influence from other humans is is going in the direction of believing that there's something greater than himself so it's not like they're trying to shove atheism down people's throats or anything like that and they look at the bad side of both atheism and organized religion which is great so it's really good it's really good uh you know you got to give it a chance I don't. I think you you can even take your own religious beliefs out of it and just follow their story. Yeah, just watch the story yeah. for what's going. Because there's other crazy fucking shit in it. Right, right, for sure. Oh, um. So enough about uh, TV talk. Let's get into some comics. Books. I read twenty three books. Holy shit! I finally had. Well, I've had. Are you going to review twenty three books? Yep. Uh, majority of them were X-Men books that I was getting caught up on oh, the last, okay. uh, I think there was about like 12 of those, uh, within, I don't want to talk about all of them because there's so, <laughs> so, but I am now, there's just so much good shit going on with X-Men. Right. I have even to my non-nerdy friends been telling them X-Men plot points that's been going on being like, you need to just I'm, start reading comic books. They really love that. I'm sure. It's, yeah. <laughs> They they humor me. Yeah, <laughs> Tony's going on again about comics. We'll listen, and uh, it's just so like I said, it's just so great. And I don't want to give away a lot of stuff, but I'm probably going to get more into it um, in the next month when this uh, Sword of X or mm. could it be Sword of Ten? We don't know what he's doing with the X thing again, right. but setting up for that within these books has been great, along with all that's been going on. Within the books, the Wolverine, the vampires, the 
Kitty Pride. I will quick say uh, one specific thing in in the Marauders that's been following Kitty Pride. So most uh, people listening to this podcast obviously love comic books, so you know Kitty Pride can phase in and out. There's been times when she's I don't want to say written off the show, but when the magic bullet was sent from Battleworld to uh, Earth, she phased into it to phase it through going through Earth, mm-hmm. and she was Gone out for of counts for I want a couple years. Yeah. Till Magneto, trying to do his redemption arc, found it orbiting and pulled it back and saved Kitty. And it's kind of like a olive branch of, hey, I'm trying to help out. So having her uh, recently die two months ago was kind of a shock. And the biggest reason is because she hasn't been able to go through any of these gates they've been setting up around the right. world. And that always came down to would she be able to be re- revived and there's a whole then issue of just her they can't revive her so you're like fuck what's gonna go on i do enjoy a little bit that they didn't prolong it like years down all of a sudden we can resurrect that's what always happens with these books mm-hmm. they did it for yes the kind of shock value but more of believing in hickman he just did it more for the story we ha- we've shown other X-Men dying and just how easily they can be revived. So To be clear, it's not revival. It's recreation. Yeah, resurrection <laughs> as they there call it. There we go, yes. And <laughs> so we kind of can just throw the cheap deaths out the window. Mm-hmm. This could have been one of those real consequences of how much their power... And it proved that, yeah, she couldn't be revived. But then this uh, past week... She was, and it was a simple thing of her... So she is a mutant. Yeah, she's always been. The argument was that she couldn't go through the gates because she wasn't actually a mutant. Oh, uh, there was thoughts of that? Yeah. But it's more mainly has to do with her phasing somehow. The phasing yeah. aspect of it? Okay. Because I know when, it, for, when that first came out and she couldn't go through the gates, everyone was like, oh, yeah. she's not really a mutant. She's, she's powered, obviously. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't get her powers from a mutation. Something okay. must have happened to her in her youth to give her these powers. Well, what they found out was when you get resurrected, that she was not where they'd come out of these like little like pods mm-hmm. or whatever. She wasn't. She was in a phase state, and so she just didn't know there was like a real outside world. So that when they were resurrecting her, she just kept drowning pretty much. So they, out of the many times before. She drowned a bunch of times, and it was Emma Frost that had the idea of, like, reaching into her mind there, saying, like, and reaching into actually the pod and being like, let me pull you out and help you get out. I think there's some more to explore with that, but really, resurrection protocols seem to be pretty tight, Mm -hmm. which makes me think there's also going to be some other shit where someone's not going to be resurrected, and we're going to be start finding out what the fuck's going on with, with everything. So I thought Marauders number 12 was pretty great. There's some other cool things in there with... Um, and she's not she's not going by Kitty anymore. She's going by Kate. Yep. Which I have to remember. But it's hard. She's been Kitty that Pride. character's name yeah. for forever. It's like... So when my brother was... My brother's name is Nick. And when he was little, we called him Nicky. Right? Because that's what... You call little boys who are named Nick. You call him Nicky. But I also know a thousand females who go by Nicky. That's my right? cousin too, yeah. And he doesn't like being called oh Nick anymore. Oh my god, he hit a certain age and it was like, it's Nick. And But for like my whole life, I'm like, Nicky. Yeah. 
I can't help it. So, anyways, everything in the X-Books are great. What I wanted to talk about more specifically with X-Men is the tie-in for this Empire event that's been going on. And I will say with the Empire event, I am not whelmed. It's like I'm, 0% on my radar. I could give two shits about this event. I mean, I can give, the quick rundown is we all know the Kree and the Skrull fight each other. They've had the wars everything. Well, they finally teamed up because this other branch of uh, some species, uh, the Kowati, they're pretty much like tree vegetable, like... Like Groot? Kind of, kind Groot-ish. of, yeah. Like sentient, like, plants. Okay. Uh, except for Groot is a different species, they but... They had to team up to fight sentient plants? Pretty much so. That seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> Going into it, well, it was there were some interesting. Bust out the fucking lawnmower. I'm not gonna lie, there's some interesting things where I could see where they thought this would be great, but all in all, it was it was kind yeah. of just dumb. Uh, having uh, Hulkling, uh, who is both Kree and Skrull. Uh, Why is he called the Hulkling? Just because when he because when he was on Young Avengers, uh, he his with having the Skrull type. Uh, body he could like kind of have his arms be bigger and oh and and they needed to name him because he was on young avengers after a different avenger yeah. okay sometimes well, the, having this weak alliance having this weak Marvel. alliance with them they pretty much made him king of both them because he's got both blood in him and that was an interesting aspect of it uh but really the main thing of it was not that great the reading I think the only two, and it could be partly because I'm loving X-Men and I love Fantastic Four, those tie-ins were pretty good, but they kind of skimmed the surface off of then what the main battle of big bad guy, oh, they're plants so they can kind of regenerate and all that. With the X-Men, what it was, like I said, it still had these um, Kawadi type uh, bad guys, but it starts off and it was a uh, four-issue tie-in where Wanda goes to Genosha. She's still feeling bad for the uh, M-Day and Seriously? depowering. She's still... Yep. She's still on that? How long ago was that event? I mean... A couple... Yeah. I guess if you wiped out, like, a whole... Almost a whole entire species of humans, I guess probably the guilt stays there for the rest of your life. So she wanted to... Uh, pretty much resurrect everyone in Genosha. Well, the spell that she did, and Stephen Strange told her don't do it, well, she did it anyways. And what ends up happening is, well, they are raised as zombies. Mm. So there's zombies going on. So now we're going to get Marvel Zombies again? Actually, there is a book that came out. I didn't read that one yet, but they're going into Marvel Zombies again, which... Those have the kind of been repetitive first over and over. Series of Marvel oh. Zombies was amazing. I'd even say the second one was pretty decent, but then it just kind of went downhill yeah. from there. So we have them, especially with uh, uh, Krakoa being a plant sentient type, planet. Is it? There was a some, mutant, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. It's island. Yeah, uh, having that did seem to be like a perfect time for these plant-based enemies right so you have this plant-based enemies where the x-men go into like explore what's going on with genosha their zombies and then the plants show up and then their gates not working so they're stuck there kind of the recipe for like 
a lot of like shit going down. You got to fight these zombies. Uh, multiple man, his many dupes are like getting sacrificed to stop the zombies so that they're eating them. And what a great use of the power. Oh, there's so many things with with him that I've thought of, like how cool it could be to. Does it? I feel like I remember reading in the past where even though he can make copies of himself, if a copy of himself dies, it does take a piece of him with it. Like a part of, a little part of him. I do want to say that he turned crazy at one point with having too many dupes. Because it split his things between too many things. But I don't think that's a canon type thing. Like he's had them die, tries not to have them die. Uh, But the reason why I want to talk about this is Explodey Boy. Do you remember Exploding Boy? Oh my Boy? god, he's the world's worst mutant, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so his zombie self is resurrected here, and he's trying to do good, but he still wants brains. So he, while the X-Men are kind of outnumbered, he's like saying how he can get these zombies to try to start attacking the vegetables, which then they kind of do, and they're like, there's no brains, but they find like a giant <clears throat> kind of, I don't even stalk like thing that comes out of the ground later on that they start going to, which is like the power source for the Kawadi. But he's like just exploding himself left and right to like save the mutants, and then he's a zombie, pulls himself back together. Well, he seems more effective as a zombie than he does as a (laughs) regular mutant because that was a one time use power. Yep. (laughs) Well, he's also been resurrected because of the resurrection protocols. So what happens is, uh, through all this stuff is going on, and the reason why I bring this up is mainly Explodey Boy. I thought that this story was amazing by including him as the zombie, but also including his new self that's mm-hmm. been resurrected, because the uh, the book, the worst uh, X Men thing is in the world or whatever it was titled. Yeah, it was like the it was like the worst X Men. Yeah. I just saw, looked at it the other day and I was like, look at that Alfred E. Newman looking motherfucker. <laughs> <It's>, and- <laughs> That was a good uh, exploration of a random character mm-hmm. that they made up just for this book. That Beast had finding out that he was there, zombie talked to his resurrected self, who then went over there. And like I said, most zombies are pretty much bad. This zombie, Explodey Boy zombie, was trying to help out. Sure, he's got the need to hunger, and that's why they were eating a bunch of the dupes and everything, but. He was trying to do good, and he's having like a good like five pages in issue number four, this last issue of this um, series, talking to his real life self about how's life going. And his real life self's like, I got resurrected. It's pretty cool. Uh, finally kissed a girl. Um, Can't use my powers again. Yeah, being actually like, he could because now that they can just be resurrected, yeah, yeah. you can just fucking do that shit whenever. And and he's going on about how. Uh, you know, kissed a girl, and then the zombie's like, really, how'd it go? He goes, oh, I freaked out and, it, and exploded us. And then he's like, what? And he's, I'm just kidding with you. Oh, my God. So he's got, like, you know, <laughs> some humor. He's like, and I'm just like, this is a cool, awesome, touching moment. Yeah. And all this was kind of to bring about a zombie dude, like, sacrificing himself to blow up the big bad guy vegetable-type tree monster thing. Mm-hmm. It's because of the X-Men that this was... This was an X-Men book. Yeah. With the slight tie-in. They didn't even need to have those, like, the co It just added the subplot to it. Yeah. Right? And so, it's 
Did you do you remember reading that book, the the worst X Men, the world's worst X Men? A little bit. I'm trying to remember because most mutants figure out their mutants by manifesting their powers for the first time. Well, obviously that didn't happen to him. I thought it was Xavier with Cerebro found out. Found him. Okay, that makes sense. I think I was trying to remember. I'm like, there's no way. Like, all of a sudden his powers just manifested because he would just be dead. I did want... Well, so I was almost going to try to reread... Uh, the, that was a five-issue series. But I also read all these other books that I didn't have time for five <laughs> more before getting in just to right. answer that question. But I was kind of curious. It's like, what? How did... Yeah. So, yes. That's the X-Men book. I want to briefly... Because I'm going to keep going on a little bit, but I'll try to make them as quick as possible. Well, let me do mine real quick to, to give you a break. Gather your thoughts. I have like 20 more. I know. He, that's why I'm going to come in halfway. I'm going to squeeze, squeeze it in after in. the first one. Yeah, I'm going to squeeze it in after the first one. Just to give our um, listeners a break from your voice. Oh. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Now I'm not going to talk the rest of the show. <laughs> well, this is going to be a short show. Um, you mean a shit gonna, show? My, like, always um so i read represent number one from dc so this is going to be a um series that dc is doing that spotlights writers and artists who are from an underrepresented community in the industry i don't know if all of these books are going to be free i think so they didn't state that but this first one is free um and the under the represent number one the subtitle is It's a Bird, which obviously is a play on the It's a Bird, It's a Plane, the Superman thing that we all know and love. But this book has nothing to do with Superman. So um, I think it was earlier this year, maybe late last year, in New York City, there was this gentleman who was in Central Park bird watching, and this woman rolls up on him and uh, has her dog off the leash, and he asks her very nicely to put her dog on a leash. And she freaks out and calls the cops on him because he's a black dude in the park bird watching. And it's just such bullshit. It's just one of those things that you hear and your rage is instantly like at a 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the backstory of the writer. His name is Christian Cooper. Um, he wrote this, this very short 10 page story about this young boy who wants to go out into the park bird watching. His dad gives him some binoculars that his grandfather had used during like the war and stuff like that. And when he goes out into the park, he runs into, there's this dude whose property like butts up against the park and he comes out and sees the kid walking through the park and has a problem with him because he thinks he's casing his house. He rolls up on this other woman who has a dog off of a leash and asks her to put the leash. Kind of what happened to Christian in real life sort of thing and it, you're just watching it and you're like this dude is just trying to walk himself in nature and everyone has a problem with it and it's so disturbing but the binoculars that he uses to see the birds he can see the birds but in like the purview of the binoculars he can also see like the bad shit that's happening to African Americans in this country right now so he'll see like the scenes of people getting killed Breonna Taylor was one of them that they used and stuff like that and it was just so heartbreaking and you get to the end and they have a couple pages about the three or four people that they used to show in the binoculars and their story and I was like instantly like tears just rolling down my face like it's not hard to get me to cry 
it's just really not. I cry at everything. I'm such a big <laughs> fucking baby. But it was, like, full-on, like, so touching, like, in such a... And not in, like, a heartwarming way. <laughs> you know? You're not reading it going, like, aw. Yeah. You're reading it like, oh, my God, this world is fucked up sort of thing. But it's important to read these stories and to read them in a bunch of different ways, to have them available in a bunch of different ways instead of just hearing people talk about them, seeing them in pictures, seeing them in words, stuff like that is really important to keep this narrative going so that things can change. So definitely check it out. It's just, it's short. It's really good. Um, like I said, I cried like a big baby reading it. Um, if you don't, if it doesn't touch you in some sort of way, if you read it and you're like, what the fuck? Like, let me know. Cause I don't want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new goalpost for friendship. <laughs> so, um, that's what I read. It was again, really good. Um, I saw a bunch of articles about it earlier this week and all the article headlines were like, Birdwatcher writes comic books for DC. And I was like... Who wants to read a fucking book about bird watching? Yeah, that's not the title you should have no, on your... No, they are marketing this in a completely fucking asinine way. It's crazy to me, because then when I actually went into the article to read it, I'm like, bird watching has almost nothing to do with this, except that it starts with a guy who was bird watching. So, like, it's accurate, I guess, in that <laughs> perspective, but there's so much more to this book than that. So D- get your shit together, DC. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like a another just terrible way to. Oh my god, to... it's just like saying African American man writes comic books. It's like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> or or man in black suit chokes general when <laughs> the Death Star blew up Alderaan, but that's what you go with, like. That's the better title there. <laughs> Doing a news article. Man bit, bit by spider. Oh, that's it? <laughs> There's not anything after that? Just man bit by spider? Not reading that article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what happens in that world, and they name, name Peter Parker, but no one clicked on that article to ever find out. <laughs> And that's why Peter's working for the newspaper to try to get every single oh one of those God. articles yes. off the internet. <laughs> oh. oh, it's funny. So yeah, really, really good. Definitely check it out. All right. Uh, one of the ones I want to just briefly talk about, Firepower number two. It's from Robert Kirkman. So you know it's going to be good. And uh, last issue, you kind of come to find out that uh, main character Owen... Uh, Kind of has a family and, you know, everything about, you know, suburban life. But they want him to come back to the Temple of the Flaming Fist. And he's like, no, I'm happy. And the um, Scorched Earth Clan um, wants, you know, is the bad guys and wants, you know, the, the Temple of the Flaming Fist wants him to help in the giant battle against these other ninjas. So... That's kind of where we're at, and this uh, starts with them sleeping, and you see a ninja in the room and some other ninjas coming into the house. I'm a sucker for anything, like, just with images. No word balloons, no nothing. Whenever I see comics, I'm, like, almost always going to give it, like, three out of five stars just regardless of being able to tell the story through the art. And... 
pretty much the first, I almost was thinking this whole issue was going to be like that. However, it was only the first half, but still, it was pretty many pages till we started getting some dialogue in here hmm. and finding out more of what's going on. Which, of course, you need to have some of that exposition to find out where the story is going, but ultimately love that. Uh, also, I read, uh, where do I have the book here? The Rise of uh, Ultraman. Oh, yeah, I saw that one was coming out, and I was like, do I want to read this? And then I decided I didn't care about Ultraman enough to read it. <laughs> I will tell you this, too. I'm not that big of a fan of Ultraman. I knew enough of what it is, and for American audiences watching Ultraman and everything. But at the same point, I was like, why not try? And also being like, this is Marvel? like. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I didn't realize it was, a, in the States, a Marvel property. Yeah, so that's partially why I wanted to get into it. And then finding out uh, Kyle Higgins wrote it, who did so much awesome shit with Power Rangers. I'm like, alright, I'm, I'm going to be probably sold. And what even got me even more is starting to read this. It's a modern-day world. Which I don't remember exactly the setting of what they always had the Ultraman. Uh, so the Ultraman original series took place in the 60s. Okay. And they kind of point to that within this of an original Ultraman. And this is a group of people who work for the um, SBD. I forget what exactly that stands for. But pretty much where Ultraman came from. They know that monsters come down but there hasn't been an Ultraman here on Earth, but they have nods to the original person who was Ultraman that shows up later on towards the end. But it was a pretty great uh, book going through without knowing much of the lore. But even with, uh, when you sometimes read comics and you see that when someone's talking but they redact what they're talking, it makes you want to know more of, why did they blur that out? Why, why in their thought balloon could they not say a certain word? What is that word? What is it? That's the mystery there that was so simple. Of, they didn't even need to have that word balloon of, I work for the blank agency. Hmm. What agency? Like, I want to know. So I'm going to keep reading. And then you kind of start learning what some of these things are about. Uh, I will say this also had a couple, because it's a first issue getting you kind of into the world of Ultraman, uh, there was two mini stories towards the end of this little because kaiju are coming through and that's what this whole world is about and so i don't think this is i also want to see if this is going to have anything crossover with marvel okay which i think would be terrible if they did we don't need spider-man or anyone showing up in this have it be its own little yeah. separate world and tell the story as it is it it shows going. up in the world with the um what was that the spider-man Maybe it doesn't occur in, in the 616 universe. Oh. Maybe it's the one with the, the mech Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. So there's what they call kaiju steps. And they're one page little comic, uh, different art in every style from it, of this little mo kaiju monster. Because not all of the kaiju are huge. And I want to say the proper term for kaiju is giant monster. These are just other monsters. There's other dimensional beings that have come through that are human size. Or whatever they have powers and this one's like you know it's kind of a sing-song like uh, made to be like a little like 
a PSA if you were watching a show. Kaiju is Japanese, and its direct translation is Strange Beast. Okay, so then that totally, I never knew. We tie it to Giant Monsters because it was the name given to a genre of films that starred giant monsters like Godzilla. So you have this little guy, uh, Pigmon, who is a kaiju. Pigmon? Yeah. Who is explaining to one of one of the, the the cadets here about how he needs to make sure that he when he's using his weapons to not necessarily kill a monster if we haven't already like if that type of monster hasn't already attacked we need to get it alive so that we can uh, harvest its organs and pretty much reverse technology stuff to have better weapons to fight them later on and I was just like that's kind of cool. So, like, while talking, remember when you did this and you weren't supposed to kill him because of this? Kaiju Step 4B. Don't use your K-Ray to dispatch a kaiju unless you're sure it doesn't have abilities the uh, USP uh, might be able to reverse engineer and utilize. And it's like one of those things, oh, shoot, I forgot. And then goes back into the main story of what we're watching and and finding out the history of things. And then it shows up again. And I'm like... These small little breaks in this thing really makes me feel like this is an old Saturday morning like show, kind of like how most people watched Ultraman mm-hmm. back in the day. So overall, I thought the number one issue made me, I'm still going to read this. I yeah. was kind of like, I'm not a big fan of Ultraman. So. Right. I feel like it's a series that most Americans don't have a lot of knowledge of. Well, yeah, it's giant the person turns into a giant kind of robot yeah. dude from the and it's from the 60s so like we got power rangers but that's because they took it at the time it was being made and brought it over to the united states i don't think ultraman was really pushed in the states when it was going on in the 60s no um so i looked up some information about kaiju just to be informative on this podcast um so kaiju is the generic term for any strange beast Dai kaiju is giant kaiju, so Godzilla would technically be a dai kaiju. Okay. Kaijins are strange persons, which are referred to distorted human beings or humanoid-like characters. Saijins are aliens, so star people. And then there's um, kaiju igas, which is a film type, I guess, that has more than one kaiju in it so any of the godzilla movies that have other creatures in it are kaiju iga movies so there now you know die kaiju fun fun with (laughs) japanese words (laughs) so there you go well you see the star going across yeah yeah the more you know So, uh, one thing I learned about, uh, the new Doctor Strange movie is that I guess rumors are that it's going to have the time stone in it, Him, which is interesting and curious since I thought all of them were destroyed. No, Captain America took them all back to their original places. But in, yes, those were other timelines. Those were other universes. I thought because they don't have them anymore in the main mm. MCU because they were destroyed. Yeah, there he's isn't... magical. You can do anything with that's, that. And that's where, with this rumor, is thinking somehow 
he time traveled to get it back from yeah um, the ancient one. Or somebody else time traveled and stole it, and he had he they had to get it back from. But him. it makes perfect sense if they're going into the multiverse. Time travel is pretty much the way that multiverses split off from your main mm-hmm. thing. You have something different happen, and that makes things go completely awry in another way. So, uh, I didn't know that Marvel has been doing some stay-at-home challenges, but I found uh, it pretty interesting. They they did this challenge for Doctor Strange fans to create Eye of Agamotto's from what you have at home and everything. So, uh, you can search for for this uh, online, but seeing some of the creations that people had, pretty fucking badass. Like, you can have, buy a direct replica of what it looks like in the movies. In fact, I've done that. Or you can look at some of these people's interpretations, whether it be crocheted one or made from simple art supplies or some that looks like it was machine made and pretty badass accurate to the movie. Um, I thought this was cool and I want to look at some other challenges that Marvel, I guess, has done because it's something fun that you could probably do. So keep a lookout for Marvel's stay-at-home challenges for things, but I also like that I found out that part of the plot is with the Time Stone, which I feel like we kind of knew, but... I had no idea. It's because you're not paying attention to... That's true. MCU. That is true. Which, that it was also just announced that Thor will be staying on after Thor... Yeah, uh, Love and Thunder. So, Chris Hemsworth said that he wants to keep playing Thor, and they're going to obviously make room for him in future movies. Fuck yeah, why wouldn't you? If, if you're one of your main guys that's like, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life, why wouldn't you just let him do it for the rest of his life? Well, yeah, true. There's no He's reason why Marvel would... that good for a long time. I don't know. Do you think we're gonna have good-looking Thor or fat Thor still? I don't care. They're both good-looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chubby chaser. I think he looked better when he was fat. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm just happy, uh, I mean, whether they recast or not for some of these other iconic people, um, one of the things I was talking to a buddy about is, like, the great thing with the Avengers is they've always had fluctuating members, Mm -hmm. and if we look at the MCU, you have to see the Avengers is the glue that holds all the separate movies together. Mm -hmm. So whatever separate movies go on will have to be somehow tied into Avengers' overall plot. I was not upset hearing, you know, Chris or not Chris, um, Chris Evans as well as um, RDJ were leaving because, hey, they want to do other things. They've been doing this for ten plus years, but it was still sad. Yeah, I'm just happy that there is an original still uh, with us. Speaking of Chris Evans, I know I was hoping you were going to go to that next. <laughs> I know about it. I have not researched it. I did you did not research it. Well, I did. I looked. I read an article about it today, but I was gifted the information last night from somebody we both know who loves Chris Evans very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone, if you would like to, no, don't, because that's what what I'm loving is that people are trying to keep this. Buried. Listen, listen, listen. It's a dick. Like they're not great. So if you want to go see somebody's dick, fucking go do it. Like, I, 
I get that people are trying to keep it, like, under wraps because he is such a wholesome dude. But it's also, people, I don't understand why people have to have two separate, like, well, yeah, probably he's a wholesome dude. what happened. But, like, he also has a dick. And I'm sure he's taking pictures. We know he's so, taking pictures of it. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the one thing I think is just dumb in in the long run. So Chris Evans was uh, posting pictures of like his dog and like what he normally does to Instagram, but somehow accidentally clicked on a picture of him and possibly all his. I don't think he did. It. Why would he do that on purpose to Instagram? No, 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 I don't think it was on purpose. Oh. I think like we're just assuming that it's his dick. True. It could not be his dick. I mean, it well, probably I mean, is. What it, I'm assuming. I, as he apologized man, for it and everything. Right? So yeah, yeah, he apologized for it. So he's he's like that was an accident, whatever. But this is the wholesomeness that I enjoy about what happened with it is that this just recently happened, and so many fans are like, "Well, that kind of sucks." Most people like would be indifferent, but that is fans are like. Let's start flooding internet searches with yeah. more pictures of him and everything else. Obviously, he deleted it, but once you have something on the internet, oh, yeah. there's always screenshots. There are people that are it's scouring. Stick. <laughs> I mean, I guess. You should be proud of it. There's There was a small slimmer of curiosity where I want to see what exactly. I can show you. I don't want to know, though. <laughs> So I'm not gonna be one of those people. But that people are like, like if you anyone sees it on Twitter, like let us know so we can try to yeah. get it off. Here's my problem with this effort. A couple years ago, naked pictures of Scarlett Johansson were leaked. Do you think that people on the internet tried to bury naked Scarlett Johansson pictures, or do you think your ass was searching for naked Scarlett Johansson pictures online? Wait, she released naked pictures? They were leaked. Oh. <laughs> so that's, this I'm is my so problem. I'm so shocked. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. this, so this is my problem with it. Like, a woman's naked pictures get leaked, and it's masturbation material for all men on the fucking planet for the foreseeable future. A dick gets leaked, and everyone's like, oh my god, we have to cover it up for him. How dare us search for dick pics of Chris Evans? It's like, fucking... It happened. Just, like, fucking look at it and move on. That's what we all need to do. That, that is true. <laughs> we don't need to have the body be so taboo that right. it's, like, a big thing. Yeah. But also... It's a terrible picture, why, by the why way. Why are you taking pictures of things? I mean, have you... You've never taken a picture of your dick? No. I don't believe you. Why? I can just look... Drop my shorts and look at it. Why do I need a picture? <laughs> like... <laughs> There's never been anybody that you're like, they want to see my dick. No, because normally it's in person, so <laughs> why do I need to send a picture? Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Because honestly, like, guys, no girls want to see your dick. Unless you have that one dick on the planet that is, like, the most beautiful thing, and guys and girls want to see it, nobody wants to see it. <laughs> it's strictly a utilitarian tool. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same thing about vaginas. I don't understand why people want to see them. I think they're terrible looking. <laughs> I don't think those parts of our bodies were meant to be like gazed upon adoringly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I think it's a noble thing that people are doing trying to like 
cover it up for <laughs> but, him. But I'm also the, like, who the fuck cares, really, at the end of the day? Well, when I think of it, too, what you said, it's America's dick. Like, I didn't even think yeah. of that. Like, we've already <laughs> stared at his ass right. many times. Now you just know what the front looks yeah. like. <laughs> it's heady. <laughs> <laughs> didn't need to hear that. I don't <laughs> want mental images Too at late. all. I already did it. <laughs> so... Uh, something that happened, uh, I want to say it was last week, but it might have been the week before, uh, there's the big announcement of, of Mario, 35th anniversary coming out, and there was no E3 this year, so all the different gaming giants are doing their own press things and kind of releasing things, like pacing it out, like we had DC fan, even comic books so dc fandom was in august but they just had one more recently as well Mm -hmm. so not having to have the whole hype over one giant comic-con event or as with this gaming event so mario's been coming or not mario nintendo's been coming out with uh, different things and games coming up and one of the games is mario kart live home circuit now what that involves is you have your nintendo switch and if you've ever played mario kart have you at least... You know what that is, right, Lynn? Mario Kart? Yeah. No, explain it to me, Tony. <laughs> I know you're not a big gamer. I game more than you think I do. Oh. But I do know. know what Mario Kart okay. is. So this involves little RC cars and setting up a track in your living room, in your house, in your driveway. So you're driving a real-life go-kart that you can watch or little RC car that you can watch go around this track that you set up. But when you're playing on your Switch screen, you're seeing from a camera real things, but you can throw bananas and bombs and everything that when you're playing against the computer will mess them up, or if you just so happen to get hit by something, your car stops. So it's a physical representation in the real world while also virtually looking at it as like kind of like one of those... uh, AR type apps. Mm-hmm. This making sense? It is. It just sounds stupid. How so? Like you can have another person bring over their real RC car, and you could real life race while also virtually racing while looking at throwing. You don't see virtual... how that sounds stupid. <laughs> have you seen all the the Nintendo Lab things that they've done with like cardboard? It looks stupid, but it's innovative. How is this innovative? Like, I I guess I get because you're connecting the cars to the screen, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But you have to set up this giant racetrack in your fucking living room? No, it's not a racetrack. It's pretty much you have these pretty much cardboard uh, markers to, like, show that... All right. I would have to... I think... It's... To be fair, I think this is something I would have to see happen in person to realize that it's not stupid okay and you did did they have videos of it yeah okay so you're impressed by the video and i'm listening to you explain it and i'm like this is fucking ridiculous that's why i don't work for nintendo (laughs) but i just wanted to bring it up to you but obviously No, no no it's good because now i will go watch the videos and so should everybody else listening to the podcast because in my head i'm like why the fuck would I want to set up a track in my living room that, that has a stupid plastic car basically going around it? I just don't understand what the addition to my fun would be. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, again, I think I need to see it to understand what the addition to the fun would be. Because gotcha. <laughs> I can't, my brain isn't connecting those two dots right now. Uh, something that I think will be fun, but I'm not so sure. But again, my love for when I worked at 7-Eleven, mm. I always got it there. So there is a new comic book series coming out called Project X. It is a manga that talks about the creation of certain big name chains, such as Cup Noodle or 7-Eleven. Okay. Why is it called 7-Eleven, Tony? Did you learn this when you got onboarded into the company? Yeah, because when it originally was uh, open, it was, they were, 9 to 5 was the old, like, times for old timey wimey mm-hmm. like, stores. Well, people are usually working then, so they opened at 7 and stayed open until 11. Ah. A lot longer time for people to be able to come in. Okay. I assumed it was, like, a seven-day-a-week 11 hours a day situation. Nope. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. And now, the, and then they just went to being open 24 hours. Yeah, so then that yeah. just doesn't really make sense. That's just the name sense. of it, then, after that, yeah. So, again, it's one of those things where I'm like, is this something that we needed, and why? I but think, I, but it's interesting. I'm very... See, I just asked you, because I knew you knew. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested, like very interested in finding out how because sometimes the names of things you think they come from one thing and then they come from something else entirely and the story to getting there is really interesting so do you know does it go into like the actual besides explaining behind the name does it go into the actual like who started it why they started it sort of like a short history of the franchise from what it sounds like yes Yes. and like I said they've just now announced that this is going to be coming out out but yeah, it sounds great if you're going into like marketing or advertising as like your degree. What a great little like informative resource to have too. Well, and I I, I reckon this to kind of more of there's re- comic books are not all superheroes, right? Uh, some deal with real world stuff, mm-hmm. uh, such as the book that you just reviewed. So yeah, this won't be for everyone. But again, I'm actually more interested in, of learning about cup of noodle when I. <laughs> Don't know much, and I could obviously Google it right now and find that. But if I know that a comic manga is coming out, right. then I could just kind of visually kind of see a storytelling that way. It's as I said before, comic books are the best way to tell history. I think because of that reason with the pictures. Yeah, no, that does sound interesting. Does it say who else? Cup of noodles. Just that, and then um, the one th- uh, a race car. Can't remember if it's uh, Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> the most successful sports car in the world, the faded, the twenty four O Z. So that I don't know what Lost exactly on that, one. that is. Yeah, I could see why you skipped over that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I'll probably learn more about it when the right. comic book comes out. Yeah, no, that's that sound interesting. Um, I have two things left. One is, is one of yours about The Walking Dead. Nope. The Walking Dead's ending is coming. I knew that, and I rejoiced because yep. it has not gotten better with time. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Um, they are have already uh, ordered a spinoff, the Carol and Daryl show. 
<laughs> I don't think that's what it's going to be called, but they should call it that. Um, the Walking Dead is coming to IMDb TV. So IMDb is offering a streaming service. Fuck, we don't need more streaming services. It's free. Okay. It's called IMDb TV. Um, basically, I think it's going to run off of their website. And it's just going to offer channels. A lot of um, cable channels are signing on to this because IMDb is paying them. And then there's going to be commercials. So it's basically like you're going to be watching television because there are going to be commercials that happen during the viewing. But one of the AMC has signed on a deal. And one of the channels that they're creating with AMC is the Walking Dead Universe Experience. So you're going to get all kinds of information docs and interviews and stuff about The Walking Dead, but you will also get all the episodes of The Walking Dead that you can watch and Fear of the Walking Dead and those sort of things. So I thought that was super cool because I do not have AMC and I don't like Walking Dead enough to like pay for something to watch Walking Dead, but if it's free and I'm bored, which happens, I could totally see myself catching up on The Walking Dead. <clears throat> Um, for those people who love Gordon Ramsay, he's also getting his own channel on IMDb TV. <laughs> you can watch the 500 different Gordon Ramsay shows in one convenient location. Um, I just thought that was interesting. And I, I agree. The streaming service is at a saturation point for sure. Uh, but this will be free. So you don't even have to think about it. You can just use it if you want to. We'll see if it lasts. I don't know. Do you have anything else? That was pretty much it. All right. So, uh, quick question for you. Do you remember when Wonder Woman was originally supposed to come out? When Wonder Woman originally was yeah, supposed to come out? The, like the new uh, movie, Wonder Woman. Oh, it already. It was supposed to be out already, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty much supposed to be out like around this time last right. year. Then was delayed to December. Then was delayed to the spring. Then pandemic happened. Yeah, yeah. Then was relayed delayed till sometime soon and now it's december now right december uh 25th is what they're Christmas. pushing for i still don't think it's gonna happen no if they're not going to release it like they like in conjunction with a streaming on demand sort of thing I don't know that they're going to get the money they expect from just a theater run what's well, so i heard that warner brothers is like not releasing tenant numbers now because of they're probably not looking as great as they were hoping yeah. i mean the first weekend everyone is like awesome they made this much money in pandemic time but that's not going to be sustainable right because the only people that wanted to see it saw, saw it. it then that weekend yeah there's not i'll gonna... go see it if i'm the only one in the theater <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny because they they delayed it and um was it uh, patty jenkins that mm -hmm. the director she had said that after the first delay that it was much needed to polish some things. And you know what? You got to listen to the director and people were kind of pissed at first, but go with it. But now think of that decision. Think of if they had a not as great movie, but prior pandemic where they could have made money. Yeah. They thought they'd make even more money, which in a normal world they probably would have with a better polished uh, movie. But then this happened and now they're probably looking back at the decision of, like, why did we delay the first time? Yeah. Did you watch the um, trailer that came out during the first fandom event? Yes. We get to see Cheetah. Yeah. 
in her full glory. I am really looking forward to this movie. Yeah. This is going to be great. I just hope that it comes as video demand. I've been I've been actually buying more movies. I am a pretty much a cheapskate, but I've been buying more movies just because entertainment something something to do. Yeah. Uh, except for I won't be buying Mulan because it comes out for free on Disney in December again. What a stupid thing to release. Because I in I could have seen myself maybe being like, yeah, well, I mean, why not? It's something new to watch. I'll pay for it. Mm-mm. Well, I, I can wait fucking two months to watch Mulan. Luckily, there's new television shows coming out, so I'm I have a full slate of watching. <laughs> Ratchet comes out soon. I want to fucking watch the shit out of that show because it looks amazing. I don't know what that's about. Uh, but it's about Nurse Ratchet. Oh. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, you Nurse Ratchet from, you know, from the book. Yeah, I know all that backstory. It's got, um, I can't remember her name, but she's in all of the American Horror Story uh, shows. <clears throat> she's one of the main people who's in, like, every season. What is her name? You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Well, anyways. Oh, Sarah Paulson. Oh. She's Ratchet in the show. It looks so fucking good. Just keep an eye out for that. Will do. Uh, last thing that I have is Batwoman. So we know that we have a new star of it. And this is something that I, I'm i going to say I think is amazing that they're doing. But also in... And it comes from the comic books... But why I think it's just a ridiculous thing in general. But obviously being a, a woman of color, uh, how do you have that red flowing hair in the Batwoman costume? Well, they've announced that it's going to be natural textured hair. So to go along with what her natural hair would be. I think that's a great choice for what they're doing in some purists might say well that's you know not how the batwoman but she's playing a different character anyways right. just having the batwoman uh name so all in all that's an awesome cool announcement but what i want to get to my point is but why do we need to have fucking flowing hair it just seems so ridiculous yeah like in the comics they explained that it is a wig and it's detachable to distract people batman even at one point said you should you should cut your hair that could cause a problem and then finding out well it's well you got to know it's a lady how would you know it's a lady if she doesn't have hair well the thing is this he tells he tells her to cut her hair but has never told Barbara to cut her hair yeah also with having the long I would get it if it was like a different colored hair than what your normal hair is I mean part of it was the disguise to to hide um you know, the person mm-hmm. from the superhero. But when you already have short red hair and then you just put a wig on when you're going to be Batwoman. Listen, it, people don't know that Clark Kent is Superman. And he just puts fucking glasses on. So, so long hair versus stupid... short hair, I think it's completely valid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's more of a change uh, than like. I guess you're. you're <laughs> I guess who you're, am I? <laughs> <laughs> you are so very right. I hope that people embrace the new Batwoman. Um, Ruby Rose, who played the the Batwoman in the first season, got a lot of shit. <clears throat> Simply because fans didn't think she was gay enough to play Batwoman. Yeah, and I thought that was dumb. I just didn't think it's, she's the greatest of actresses. It's just so... Like, the whole... Fandom can is so... I get so frustrated because I am a fan. And you know I get really upset about X-Men things. Specifically, all the Dark Phoenix shit. But I would never get online and attack an actress for... Like, I wouldn't go after What's-Her-Name for playing a terrible Jean Grey. Like... She took a fucking job. Yeah. They didn't give her anything to work with, and it just worked out that it was terrible. Like, I'm not going to threaten a fucking person's life because I didn't agree with the role that they took. It's just so frustrating that people can't just either enjoy something for what it is or shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and not talk about it. It's just There's so many other things wrong with this world to, like, die on the hill of... Batwoman, the woman playing Batwoman isn't gay enough is I just I don't understand <laughs> so I hope that this goes much better because I can already see the fucking trolls coming out of the ground with Batwoman was never black how dare they oh yeah I've already thought that's it's it's like, gonna happen who the fuck cares it's a comic book character it could literally be whatever they want it to be <laughs> Yep. End of story. All right. Um, booze in a book this week is Grendel, Kentucky. It's uh, issue one of four. Grendel, Kentucky. Yep. Does oh. that evoke any thought to you? Well, I am thinking of the story Grendel, with a hillbilly flair. What is the story of Grendel? Story is the Beowulf story, yep. isn't yep. it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. That is why I started reading this because I was like. I feel like it has exactly what you said. Right. Hillbilly Beowulf. <laughs> right. And starting reading this, I was it, they didn't really get too much of the Beowulf parts until I started... One thing that I always say about any comic books, when you have extras in the back, like, it's awesome. Yeah. And so having, like, a fake, like, obituaries for uh, the main person's... A father who passed away, like making it look like a news article with, um, little like oh yeah, like ads and shit. Yeah, like that's oh, wow. a, the nice touch. But also the the reading of uh, the creators here talking about why they did this, and pretty much you don't get to see the creature till the very last panel, but you kind of know if that's you know what the it's going to be. But even if you yeah. picked it up, you would find a interesting book about a father who passed away um a person who you know is part of a biker gang um a, a woman biker game uh gang oh, like that that's amazing uh i and, love that so much and there's like a giant fucking like bar brawl that they did in here and i just i thought the panel like it look at those uses of fucking x like the Batman sort of sound effects. I don't want to stereotype hillbillies, but I mean that is a stereotype. Okay. I think that's of... the one 
genre of people you can still stereotype and get away with. <laughs> and so you're, you're, you're reading this as if not knowing anything about Beowulf in and of itself as kind of like a, um, they're drug smugglers, it's a Sons of Anarchy type, uh, you know, biker gang, like not knowing that there's a more mystical thing until, you know, you in the very first pages you see uh, a man get out of a truck and start uh, like loading up on all of his like gear to go into this mining cave. And I thought it was great showing that until you see what he looks like. He oh just looks God. ridiculous. That's that's what you would look like if you were going to fight a creature in a oh, cave. Yeah. It's very realistic. <laughs> and you you later find out that that is uh, these two main characters' father, who in the original Beowulf, the the king does die, and mm-hmm. then uh, they go on and, and fight him. So it ends with just showing that there is a monster in these caves. Well, again, the creators at the end of this explaining kind of why they did it. They're like, you know, why not have, you know, this Beowulf who used to be in a mining, like in a random, they made up Grendel, Kentucky, but in the sticks, this random town used to be a mining town, but with everything going on in the world, growing wheat is a lot more profitable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they don't use the mines anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have this creature moved into the mines that they've not explored in forever. I was like, that's very fucking smart. Yeah. And then also kind of hitting on some of the points of Beowulf and what's going on within this comic for some of the, not, I don't know, analogies, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. Yes. Comparisons to the source material. Okay. And I was just like, it's really cool because some of it I missed until reading what they were saying uh, about this. And I'll flat out say, like, if it's only going to be four issues, that's cool because I, I have heard the story of Beowulf so many times in different interpretations, not in this particular one, right? which makes it a bit refreshing. So yeah, the movie that they did that horrible CGI tragedy was the last thing I ever saw having to do with Beowulf because after watching that, I was like, never again am I doing anything (laughs) Beowulf related. This is fucking terrible. (laughs) So of course this being booze in a book, there's only one thing to really pair with this, which is a good Kentucky bourbon. Mm. Or maybe not even a good one. Maybe just a shitty one. I think that most Kentucky bourbons are probably good. Oh, yeah. It's just some are better. So I'm not going to name a particular brand, but as obviously at the end of this, you can see the Fratelli Bros bourbon in this fake uh, article uh, as the ad there. Wasn't that the name of the bad guys in Goonies? Yeah, the Fratelli family. It's also a pizza shop here in town that I think of oh, and yeah. giggle about Goonies every time. I think that's time. funny. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. <laughs> so, that's all I have for this week. Awesome. That's all I got. I got nothing. You got more than what I actually had, so. Alright, uh, I guess I'm just going to low-key give a shout-out to Mick Foley. Uh, if you're in the know, you would know, and if not, well, fuck off, I guess. So, with okay. that, stay thirsty for mystery messages i guess better tell me what the fuck you mean 